0: The bottom line bombs on the sports Gambling podcast network is brought to you by Shady Rays SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May <laughs> Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and go to sportsgivingpodcast.com for your chance to win $500. That's amazing. Well, welcome. Let's with that being said. It's time to detonate some damn bombs. Welcome to the bottom line bombs. I'm your host, you e. Sullivan, the man, the, the man in the box. I'll never get tired of uh, awful sound bites. Although that that one's good. Um I borrowed the parents one, Sean and uh Cram Dogs message board. I'll go around for it. Um Oh, actually, I gotta check out my. I have. Uh, NFL, sorry. Starting off slow again, again. I, I ignore the notes each week. We get notes. Start off the show fast, hard, concise. Tell them what's gonna happen. I do not. I say I, I start off fast for like thirty seconds, and then I fade, fade away. But I am CJ Solomon, the host of the Bottom on Bombs, picks with bits for tobacco use only. Uh, welcome to the draft letter grades and ice bomb hardwood sun to snow uh on today's show i'll recap the draft weekend we gave out uh draft bombs on last show wednesday every monday and wednesday we're live here at noon pacific welcome if you're joining on youtube um we went six and two with our draft bombs not bad pretty good actually Uh, we'll recap some draft stuff, and then I'll give out uh, more NBA and NHL bombs So now that round two is upon us. Round one is finally all finished up everywhere. We'll recap some of that and give out some of the bombs. And then I will finish with a man-in-the-box segment. Probably about Giannis, because that would be fun. But let's get right to the uh, draft recap. we got to hurry up. That's another thing. My shows take too long, because I ramble a lot. So I'm just here, my brain, and I get this coffee. I got the venti, iced coffee, no creamer, no sweetener with creamer. I'm still new to the whole Starbucks world. Um, and this coffee ordering world. I'm kind of late in the game with it. And I, re- I started listening to some of my shows. You're supposed to do that, too. Listen to your shows to get better. I can stand up. You're supposed to listen to your sets. I hate it. It's cringeworthy. But actually, I do, I do good with this, the podcast for some reason. The Bottom Line Bombs, man. The Box. I don't mind listening to those because it puts me to sleep. I am my own ASMR, but I have noticed I'm a little more jittery or upbeat, obviously, with the coffee. Anyway, not important. Let's get to the draft bomb. Um, Yeah. So we went... uh I love the letter grades. That's why. That's why. If you if you're watching, you see my my thumbnail there on YouTube. Draft letter grades. F. Why do we do letter grades? Like it's so funny that everyone just decides. That's, all right, Detroit gets a D. Baltimore C minus. I don't know. Like if we all resort back to our grade school. Letter grades just so ridiculous. How much schools that uh, threw E in there? It goes A B C D then F. We just skipped E. Which just weird oh, to me. always weird to me. Why do we skip? Because F for failure. Nothing else is for anything, like, you know. There's no other. Like, A doesn't stand for uh, awesome. Or B for uh, well, b- bold, I guess. C for cunt. I don't know. Um, The point is, but F is known for failure. You got an F because you failed. So there's no E. I remember some schools that try to do E. It, doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. Because E... Is a strong letter. It's probably the most important vowel there is. It's now it's in all the words, not all of them, but of the vowel. The vowels obviously are more important consonants since we're talking letters here, and we are. We're talking draft letters. But a yeah, a e i o u and sometimes y. Uh, the vowels they're like kind of elitist uh, to the consonants. The not to do Nick the alphabet bit, but you know you need the you need a vowel. You want to make a word, you need a vowel. Okay, you can't have a word without a vowel. They know that. No, what are jerks. They hire off their practices, and E is the king of the vowels. Obviously, I mean you. E is in. I would say E is in seventy percent of the letters, words. I mean the letters of the words. I'm making this up, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Go ahead and prove me wrong on that. You can't. Go ahead and go ahead and add up all the words. Matter of fact, that's a good good homework. So prove me wrong. I like when people say that. Prove me wrong, bro. You think? Oh yeah, prove me wrong. Let me prove you wrong. Why do I have to do your homework? Why do I have to do your research? Because you're fucking running your mouth. Why? You, how you think E is in seventy percent of all the words? Anyway, it is. Let's give out grades. <laughs> um. Tell you what, the Eagles, I know they're my team, but uh, they got A's all around and I have to agree. I gave them an A. They were in the Super Bowl and they probably got the best player in the draft. Jalen Carter, who we gave out as a bomb. Um, We gave out uh, to go over six and a half, which was over under. We hit that. Because we knew he was going to fade because of all the rumors they like spreading about him. ESPN loves spreading the rumor, you know. Someone leaks information, and then it gets out there, so people slide. They love people sliding. We'll get to that in a bit with Will Levis. But, um, Warren, and he went to the same school as Warren Sapp, high school that is. Same thing happened with Warren Sapp where all these drugged things came up with him. Like, I don't care for shit if shit Warren Sapp's doing coke. I know he's better than Mike Momola. Uh, anyway. So the Eagles took him, and then they got uh, Nolan Smith later, who also went to Georgia. Then they got a D-back from Georgia. Then they traded for DeAndre Swift for, from Georgia. And they're like, yeah, they're the, they're the bird dogs, which is kind of fun to say. Like they just to, And that's not about it. If you watch, I mean, listen, they used to not do that. The Eagles. They would, I mean, I don't want anyone that's not from SEC, the SEC or Clemson, I guess I'll give you Clemson. In that first round, just I don't care. Th- blind your eyes, throw a dart. Georgia Alabama, let's let's go. Do you watch college football? They are clearly an NFL team down there. They're better than everyone by far. Just take everyone. Did you go to Georgia? Come on in. Everyone's praising Howie Rose, man. He's doing great. It's hard. It's hard as an Eagle fan to hate on him now because obviously, you know, when they almost won the Super Bowl last year, and he's doing the whole thing with the roster and all. But I will say this the draft itself, I'm not gonna say it's pointless, but it doesn't mean as much as people think it does. Howie's missed a lot, especially with wide receivers. I'll still never forgive him for taking Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson a couple of years ago. It was it was absurd. It was fucking absurd for him to explain. I oh, fixed the system. Justin Jefferson's too tall, too tall for the system. Okay, I have to hate on Jalen Rager. I didn't. I didn't think Jalen would be that big of a bust, but I mean, like, it was just so obvious. Take fucking Justin Jefferson, or T. Higgins, or anyone, anyone but him. So now it's, it's like the Eagles won four Super Bowls in a row. And I still won't forgive him. And then, like, so then they had to draft Devonte Smith. Just to make up for that when they could have got Micah Parsons and, well, whatever. That's a whole thing. Now, now you're nitpicking. But the point is, the draft isn't that important. If you look at it, Kansas City, Buffalo, the Rams, none of them have drafted uh, an all-pro player since, like, 2017. Like, in six years. None of them. And they're the best teams. I mean, the Rams are bad now because they literally said F those picks. So maybe that's a bad example. But, you know, the Bills and Chiefs are the two best teams in football along with the Bengals and the Eagles. There's a lot of ways to build your fucking roster. That's the thing. So you can be like, yeah, you can blow the, the you know, you can blow the Jalen Rager pick and then sign A.J. Brown. And then you think you're a genius. No, you just you just grabbed a guy for one hundred million dollars. Which, good for you. That's a good way to do it. But I'm just saying this draft is completely overblown. It's a TV show. But we love it. We can't get enough of it. All the grades are coming in. Um, some teams had bad dra- The Patriots and Niners, with their kicker drafting, was just amazing. The Patriots drafted a kicker and a punter back-to-back. What? That's Bill Belichick just being Bill Belichick. He's just an asshole. He's he's doing it as a flex because, and I kind of love it. He's just old and bored now. And he's like, yeah, only I can do this. This is a terrible way of drafting. He knows. He does know it's bad. Yes, he values kickers, but to draft him is crazy. And he does it because only he can do it because he's unfireable because he's Bill Belichick. And he's so bored with the process. Let me see if I can get away with this. Of course he can. It was like when Louis C.K., um, <laughs> Louis before he got uh, ostracized and all that. But when he was really king of stand-up, and he's still, um, by the way, he's still great. His latest special is hilarious. Um, terrible person, but <laughs> great, great comic. But he was, like, so bored with stand-up, I thought, because he was so good at it, and he was so prolific. Like, he did that, he did that uh, monologue on Sinai Live about you know kid rape and just whatever the hell it was about. And uh, he, he knew it was going to be controversial. He did it just because he was bored, see, just to see him get away with it because he was so bored with it. And that's what Belichick's at. He's at that stage. So good for Belichick. He's hilarious, punter and kicker. <laughs> that's, and I you know what? And Patriot fans deserve it. They're so obnoxious, and with all those wins after being losers, you know. And you, des- the Patriot way, you deserve to get the Patriot way rubbed in your face. Now that Tom Brady's gone and Belichick's, is going to keep doing this bullshit. Get excited for draft day, and you got a punter and a kicker back to back. The Niners too, they didn't have a pick until the third round, then they take a safety and then they j- j- take a kicker from Michigan. Good for you. And That's your Shanahan. You're just, fl- you're just flexing. Fuck these Niners too. Those whiny ass Niners. Anyway, uh, this is the bottom line. Bombs. I am CJ Sullivan. Um on today's show. Let me get a quick ad read. I'll go over the I'll go over those draft day uh, dog <laughs> draft day dog. Draft day dogs. The props that I gave out, some other draft observations, and then I'll give out NBA playoff bombs, NHL hockey bombs, and then we'll do a man in a box. But First, let me tell you about Shady Rays and Shady May. This is fun. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. We've been talking about Shady Rays. or sunglasses, if you don't know. They're covered from sun to the slopes. And that's, that's why I talk about my NBA and NHL bombs. Sun to the slopes. Hardwood to the snow, to the ice. They're great sunglasses. Durable frames. Clear optics. And they have the most insane protection of all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their loss and broken replacements. That means if you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase them. So go to shadyrays.com, use code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamelandpodcast.com backslash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. So there it is. Let's get back now to the let's get back now to the NFL draft recap. Shady Race. Oh, you're gonna be hearing a lot of that. I guess we're doing a full court press with the Shady Rays, Shady Maze situation. But like I said, we actually got a pair. I should, wear, I should be wearing them if I was a real company man. Um and they repair and they return them. No questions asked. No questions asked. Whatever your story is, your story. I don't want to hear it. We don't need to hear it. Okay. I was on a boat. And, listen, a guy owed me money and he snapped. You know, he snapped my glass. Listen, that's your story. Keep your shady Ray story to yourself. Here's a new pair. We gotta talk, dog. We gotta talk NFL draft, dog. Props. That was the one we lost. So we went six and two. We won. Will Levis. Will Levis. No, we, yeah, we, we lost that actually because the quarterback ones. The special ones we won. We won uh, under 18 and a half ties by draft picks worn in the first round. That was easy. A lot of chains, a lot of open thing, you know, just the ties just don't work. And glasses. Glasses, speaking of shady rays, we went under eight and a half glasses. That got dicey towards the end. A lot of glasses at the end. Sunglasses. I wasn't I, I handicapped it like it was gonna be like actual nerd glasses. No, sh- sunglasses. But there's only five, I believe. But it was getting dicey towards the end. Because there was a, there was a run of glasses. But we hit that. We hit under eight and a half glasses, under eight ties. Uh Bryce Young hugged his mom first. We hit that. We won uh Jalen Carter over six and a half. We won over wide receivers three and a half. That got dicey. There was none until like the 24th pick, or whatever the hell it was. And then there was four in a row to hit it. Bink, 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 bink. I mean, bomb, 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 bomb. I was watching that uh, on the live stream SGPN, sweating that live. It was fun because it, it looked bad. And then people were just taking receivers like they wanted me to hit my bet. Like, why? Why are the team, like, whatever. So we hit that. We hit running backs over. That was another one. Over one and a half. That, that hit quick as the the Lions took Jameer Gibbs 12th overall. <laughs> that, was some, that was something else. Uh, Bijan Robinson went number eight. Fun. He's just a fun pick. Atlanta took him eight. That was just like for fun. Ah, let's have a fun guy. Who cares about value and line and all that? Let's have like some of our fans could watch and be excited about. Even if it is a bad pick. It's not a bad pick. It's fun. Now, the Lions did a bad pick. But at the same time, like I said, who knows what this draft even means? And they love people, love doing the value. He was taking 12th overall. People didn't think he was going to go in the first round. There's a f- – <laughs> like, you could have got him – they had, like, a later pick at 18. Who they, they took some linebacker. a hey, Jack Campbell from Iowa. Another one. What What are you doing? These are all the guys getting get in the second round. But, you know, you're just – talking about what these Mel hypers of the world are saying where these values are so if you like if you like your guy get your guy who gives a shit that's why i don't hammer teams too bad for that so the lions you get a nice you get a nice uh b for bullshit now oh, we should talk later. later. bullshit jesus christ there's fucking construction right behind me and this wall, we got a soundproof wall in here but it's like they're drilling through to come get me so if i if you hear, if you hear an absolute scream and agonizing pain later on during the spinal line bombs, it's because this jackhammer got through the wall and drilled into my neck. Anyway, <sighs> slow down, CJ Sullivan. Slow down. There's a uh, footage. I love when they showed a footage of the war room of these NFL teams after they make their pick, and they go, and they all bro hug and high five, and they go nuts. Like they just fucking won the Super Bowl when they got their guy, they can't believe first of all, Detroit, your guy would have been there all night. All night. So they're cheering. So and they're fucking going nuts, hugging each other, Fist bump, jumping on the tables. And someone's really like, Can you imagine me and DeAndre Swift watching this and watching how all your bosses are reacting to drafting your replacement. <laughs> You're like, Oh, I guess I'm not really necessary here. And then the Lions traded him the next day to the Eagles. Another Georgia guy. Bring him home, Philly guy. Um, Anyway. So to bet we did lose, so those are the ones we won. We won six wins. We lost two. We lost the dog prop. How many dogs were they going to show over under? Two, we had. um, Hold on. (coughs) Jeez Louise. Two dogs, first round. I thought that was a lock, and I realized it's a tough. It was a tough day one bet, and the reason why. And the number was sharp that I got. I gave out two. It Went to two and a half because a lot of the players were there at the draft, and they're not going to have dogs, obviously. But there's occasionally shots in the living room. That's what we were banking on, and all we needed was one house to have it, and we'll have two dogs. And they wound up showing none. It was crazy. And we got a bad beat, I think, when they showed Lucas Van Ness, the Packers pick, the Iowa edge rusher. White guy, his, his living room was packed full of Iowans. How are there not, by default, two or three Labradors, something? There were so many whites and dog lovers there. I mean, we got, That was a bad beat. I knew if Lucas Van Ness couldn't produce a dog, and they're fucking 30. I mean, it was just crazy in there. A couple of dogs and the women back there. You? Just kidding. Actually, there was, there was a lot of beautiful women in that fucking draft. Levis had a, like a harem, for Christ's sakes. Jesus, what was he doing? He's a hillbilly pimp. I like that. Um, but Lucas Van Ness' dad, a lot of people said that. Lucas Van Ness's girlfriend hugged his her dad. His dad, not her dad. His dad and his dad gave a little double tap to her at to her tush. Patted her bum twice and Twitter did not let him get away with that one. <laughs> so there was a few dogs back there. I did like I did like their party though. Some kid tried to get in there and hug it on if he's a brother or cousin and you see an arm Get the fuck out of the TV screen. This is about the player and good looking women. That's what we want. We don't want some dork sixteen year old kid down there. And then just to troll me in my dog bet, ESPN at the end of the draft showed a montage of all the dogs, just the dogs that were shown and not one of them were shown day one, but there was tons of them, tons of them day two and three. And I did break that down later. The reason why is because that, that second and third day draft party gets a little thinner. When it comes to family and friends, they're like, ah, cause you know, it's a long day to not get drafted in the first round and just sit there. Like, oh, yeah. You want to come back tomorrow? Nah, you know what? I got some thing. I was going to go to Trader Joe's and I got some things I got to do, but tell you what the dog Hawkeye will stay with you. Hawkeye. What do you say, buddy? So it's just the player and the dog. So there's a lot of dogs back there. Um, so like I said, they do like players to slip. It's an ES it's, it's a TV show. And ESPN got their will. We, so we lost the quarterback prop bet. That was the other one. Over four and a half. And it was only th- three taken as uh, Brandon Hooker. We thought Brandon Hooker was going to be the f- fourth one or fifth one. But Levis didn't get taken. That was the big story, of the fun story of the draft. Will Levis, quarterback from Kentucky, slipped out the entire first round, which there was rumors, a Reddit rumor, though, th- that being, of him coming into the second overall pick. Now, almost first overall pick, and then he dropped out of the room. They love, I mean, they love, they showed him 80% of the time. They love showing people waiting in green room. And then that's all he was. He had his girlfriend around. The girlfriend was getting a little pissed. She's like, it was kind of, she became a meme. Um, so I started to feel bad for Lovus a little bit, obviously, what they're showing him, because he he's obviously a victim of ESPN and all this shit, and, and team's not drafting him. Although he made his bed when he ate that banana with the peel on, what the fuck was he doing? And he puts mayo in his coffee. What? That's why there were there rumors when C.J. Stroud was supposed to be slipping, even though he went number two overall to quarterback from Ohio State, because they said he failed the intelligence test. What? Whatever the hell this NFL intelligence test is. I don't grade any intelligence test that grades highly on a, on eating a banana with a peel on it. So that's my my theory on that. So so justice was served there, where Stroud was drafted ahead of Will Levis by a full round. But I started feeling bad for Levis just because I was showing the camera on him. I mean, it's not his fault, you know. He's not. It's, it's the opposite. He didn't show up for day two, and people were trying to call him out for that. You coward! Show up for the fuck you! Show up for day two. You gonna come back tomorrow? Yeah, no, I'm not not gonna come back tomorrow. ESPN. I don't think I want you to show me. For four straight hours being <laughs> passed over by every team in the league. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Should, oh, can we should we do this again? Yeah, my my girlfriend left to me. Thanks, ESPN. No, I don't want to do this. People are comparing like Dylan Brooks for the Grizzlies. He talked shit and then just wouldn't show up to the media afterwards. That was cowardly. Because he made his bet. He's the one to talk shit. Levis. Yeah, he's cocky quarterback. I probably wouldn't like him, not, you know, whatever, but he didn't ask for this, at least. He's like, you yeah, know, if I'm going to be taking the first round, I'll show up. But, uh, <laughs> but the ESPN's like, no, no, trust me, you'll be here. <laughs> he did go full full Bill Callahan, full, full Bo Callahan, says Erica Acosta. Will Levis went full Bo Callahan, which is from the great movie, The Draft, The Draft of Kevin Costner, which Erica Costa has a screening of every year. Uh, we hit that prop, by the way, too. That was the other prop bet we hit. That I went, I went six and two with the NFL Draft props, and one was over five and a half trades in the first round because they actually set a record with trades, and I think part of the reason is that movie, The Draft of Kevin Costner movie, because of course that's they're all going to watch that movie, and they all think they're fucking, you know... <laughs> Making these incredible plans. Like they're, they all think they're fighting a war anyway. So they think they're outflanking these GMs. So they want a wheel and deal. So yeah, Will Levis <laughs> puts May on his coffee, eats a banana with a peel on. Other than that, he doesn't really deserve to have, I mean, he, people did, he did become the villain. And I just love when I'm like, yeah, why don't you show up tomorrow? Yeah, no. How about I don't show up tomorrow? How about I go home and not be on your fucking game, not be your story of what a failure I am. I know there's no failure in sports, Giannis says, but I actually was, so. And now he can be an undrafted free agent. He got drafted in the second round. Hooker went real late. Stetson Bennett went to the Rams. Good God. The Rams, the Rams, are, the Rams are just casting a TV show at this point. They're not, they're not, they're done with building a football team. Which I kind of like. <laughs> They're all just actors hired to play this reality show that is aged veterans. They've. I mean, how do you how do you draft an aged veteran already? He's already a washed up veteran, Stetson Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rams took him. Good for them. Whatever. He'll be fun. Now the news after the draft is all the undrafted free agents. What I said. I know the Eagles got. The, this Eagles get that cornerback or Revis, whatever his name, Rex, whatever fuck his name is uh, from Alabama transferred from LSU. Last year, he was like a top 10 overall, like pick mock draft at least. But I love the undrafted, but what I like about the undrafted free agent uh, thing is now it's actually better for you. Like when they, they spin, that's how they spin it. You know, You know what? You're better off not being drafted at this point. That's what the agent tells you come come third day, 6th or 7th when the draft party is just you, your dog, and the agent. And he's like, you know what? Trust me. Best thing that can happen to you is you not get picked. Now, you can choose from any of the teams that didn't want you in the first place. So, yeah. I'll call up all the teams that did not want to take you these last three days and see if we can... uh, run some sprints on their practice field this fall, spring, whatever. How's that sound? Best thing that could ever happen. You don't want you don't want a team that wants you and picks you to show up to their camp. You want to just spring upon them, you know, like in the parking lot. Willie Mays Hayes style. Best thing that could ever happen with <laughs> an undrafted free agent. Anyway, that is uh That is our draft day bombs. Um, Like we said, six and two. Not bad. That song's great. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Let's go. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk about... Now, the NBA round two, NHL round two, bombs, and then my man in the box segment. But first, let me talk to you about Underdog Fantasy. Should probably stop the fucking theme song. Oh, God, I'm all over (laughs) the place. How how long is this NFL song? Jesus. Where the hell is it? I don't even know where it is. I'm trying to talk to him about Underdog Fantasy like an in, in Agata da Vita for crying out loud. I mean, who's, who who orchestrates that? Deep Purple? I know Deep Purple didn't do our Agata da Vita. Iron Butterfly? Is that who did that? Anyway. I like if you're going to do a one-hit wonder. Speaking of Inagata da Davida, you might as well make that hit 18 minutes long. Get your bang for your buck and be the jerk of all jukebox requests. Anyway, Underdog Fantasies, who were brought to you? Best Ball Mania 4 is here. They're giving away $15 million in prizes. How can they? How, how are they even worth that much? More professional ad reads for me. I'm questioning the company and what they're worth. Anyway, i sure they got through insurance. Plenty of ways to win NBA and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to UnderdogFancy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's UnderdogFancy.com promo SGPN. And it's Kentucky Derby Week. And the Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Game Podcast Network for all your triple crown bets. Leave a review of for the show wherever you get the podcast between now and Belmont Saturday, June 10th. You'll be entering a drawing to win a canvas print of the Wolf's one-of-a-kind fallen Bob painting. It's post time! I gotta have a fucking post time long. Cock. song, right? No, just long cock. Just Just sexual innuendos all over this goddamn board. Kentucky Derby week. I'll get into that on Wednesday. I love Kentucky Derby. I love horse racing. I'm an old man. I like horse racing, boxing. All my all my references are from the 19 for sports in the 1920s, sports that got us out of the depression. Things like that. Um, that's going to do it. Thank you, by the way, anyone who is watching on. Uh, YouTube, including Eric Costa with the fun comment there. Make sure you smash the subscribe button and like this video, and then that's going to do it. So let's get into it. Um, is that all the draft talk I wanted to do? Yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll get into some NBA talk now. This song I can get into. Tish. That's another long one. My God, that goes on for like twenty minutes. But that's what Daniel Tosh likes to do: con- conductor of the NBA theme song. Um. All right, let's get right into round two. Now, round round one is finally over with. Good lord, how long was that round one? Yesterday was at Golden State, uh, Sacramento Game Seven, which, by the way, uh, unpopular hot take as they say. Uh, NBA Game Sevens are always terrible; they're terrible. Hockey Game Sevens are good, just because the same because they're all the same. Whatever game. Sometimes they're bad, but a lot of Game Sevens are always overrated because one they're usually dead tired, so one team usually just fucking just falls out like they're just done. Like Sacramento yesterday, forty points in a second. That was brutal. Whatever, I'll get into that in a second. Um, but that was like three weeks long. That fucking round. Like Draymond Green suspension seems like it was a month ago. That was game two, game three of that series. Four games ago. Anyway, uh, let's get into it. Denver uh, tonight. There's two games, and tomorrow two games. I'll. Give you quick ones for tonight only because most people are listening to this too late. Denver and <laughs> Denver Phoenix. Uh, the line is four. What's the line here? Four and 227. Series price, 175 to Denver Day. were underdogs. And now one... it's so funny. Everyone loves Phoenix in this series. One game happened where Denver played well, and they did. I like Denver. Denver doesn't really get much credit. People people love blaming everything but giving them credit for how, why teams lose to them. Oh, it's the air. They get tired. The fourth quarter, the mile-high thin air, and they run out. like Jokic, they don't understand what to do with a seven-foot white guy who passes the ball. Now the new thing is uh, – Phoenix has a math problem. That's the that's what I... That's, that's All of a sudden, Phoenix is out of date when it comes to playing basketball. They have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, three of the best players. You know, Chris Paul's old, for sure. Chris Paul is old. He's And Chris Paul, ironically, is the only one who takes three-pointers. Booker and Durant don't take three-pointers, even though they can hit them. So now there's all these articles about how <laughs> no matter what Phoenix does, they're stupid just for shooting two. But they're, they're showing highlights. These guys have wide open dunks. Nope. Should have kicked it out. Should have kicked it out for a 40 footer. And that's the NBA. They only took five, three pointers in the first half. They were, and they were like losing. They were shooting like 60% and losing. <laughs> I think what happened, what people just don't give Denver fucking credit for playing defense. First of all, they never give Denver defense credit Ever. But they have good, you know, guys that jump around and they don't make it easy to get those wide open three-pointers. They want you to take those two-pointers. But I like I like them explaining like how Phoenix just doesn't understand modern basketball. You just don't get modern basketball. It's a carnival contest. Two for a dollar. You sing out there, you just chuck it. That is basically what basketball is now. It's kind of gross. Um, so let me get through all this. Uh this is, I want to do it quickly. I think Denver minus four. Phoenix will back. Phoenix will bounce back, but I think the problem is with the thin air. So I'll, I'll lean into the thin air. Now they're saying, "Oh well, Kevin Durant and these book and Booker and these guys—they have no help off the bench." That's the you know, so it's unfair. They have no, yeah, they have no help off the bench because you traded your bench for Kevin Durant. That's how that works. Well, I didn't know I was coming into this. You weren't. They weren't that until they traded for you, Durant. Who just got a lifetime contract with Nike? How could that how could that ever go wrong? You know what? We have a feeling you're gonna live the rest of your life squeaky clean. Nothing bad. You're gonna do nothing bad, and nothing bad's gonna happen to you, KD. Lifetime contract. The funny thing about lifetime contracts is Kevin Durant and just anybody. Only like a certain few got it. It's not that like. Okay, how's that feel to get paid for the next fifty years or whatever it's going to be for your living? That's great. Are you going to be around that long, Nike? Like I know you're a huge company now, but like companies go down. Fucking Twitter's about to fall apart. Not like Twitter's Nike anyway. Well, we all know our we all know our opinions on Nike. The amazing story that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon told about how they. Through it all, they risked it all by giving her shoe to a rookie. A, 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 a rookie. Um, but I love uh, I love those kinds of lifetime contracts. As long as you're alive, yeah, yeah. how about as long as you're alive, Nike? You're a fucking sneaker company that depends on <laughs> depends on coolness to, to survive. Yeah, those things last forever. Ah, uh, my buddy Sean Flannery who I do the blackout diaries with another great drinking story podcast. You can subscribe to everywhere. Pods are told that was his always, that was his theory on, um, cryogenics. You know, those things where they say, "Ah, oh, we'll freeze you like Ted Williams when they froze his head. So you don't die. We'll freeze you. And then we'll thaw you out 200 years from now when they cure that disease. What do you say? <laughs> like, Yeah. You know what? I, I trust you don't trust us? No, I trust. I trust science. I believe in 200 years, science will have a cure for whatever cancer, whatever the hell it is. You know, I believe eventually, yeah, that'll be fine. But I don't believe you. You will be around 200 years from now. Who's gonna fucking pay rent? I mean, what? Your company, you're You're in a mini mall right now. You're in a strip mall. This fucking closet. These things will melt out as soon as you you miss payment. Anyway. That being said, we're gonna give out Denver minus four tonight. Quick bomb. The other game is uh, Philly Boston. If you see, I got my Sixers hat on tonight. That line is ten because uh, Joel Embiid is doubtful with an injury. Now the NBA is different than football. When they say doubtful in football, you're, you're, they're not playing. In basketball, they're like, ah, I doubt it, but they like it's like it's a rumor. Doc, what do you say? Huh? Kind of doubt. I don't know. I doubt, I doubt he'll play, and then he didn't wind up playing. I don't think Embiid will play, but like he's done that like five times this year, where they list him as doubtful, and then he just plays. Hey, I, boy, never a doubt, right? Now I had some doubts, but he wound up playing. Like the NBA is pretty shady when it comes to this stuff. That said, even without Embiid, ten points is a lot, and the Celtics do own the Sixers. I'm not going to. I'm going to admit that. But yeah, you, you have James James Hart James Harden. Oh my! Is there anything more unrelatable than the NBA and then these NBA players? And I get it; they're all mega million corporations walking around. There was video of him of Harden slapping a guy outside of a Vegas hotel. Whatever that story is, who cares? But I just like them going to Vegas on their off days. They're just private jetting to Vegas. What I have, four hours off? I must go to fucking Vegas. Get a stripper and some love real quick and get into a fight. That'll be back for practice in the morning. These guys are fucking nuts. Um so anyway, we're gonna go Philly plus ten. Give out that bomb. In a series bet, I do like this a I mean it's the Celtics should win a series, especially if Embiid's uh not healthy. These prices are pretty disrespectful. Philly and six plus eight seventy five is insane. But we're going to give out over five and a half games. That just means Philly or Boston has to win two games. Philly has to win two games. Minus one twenty five on that. That's that series. That's tonight's NBA action. But let's get to the real basketball series, and that is Lakers versus Golden State. Um. Like I said, Golden State had that uh, Game 7 win yesterday. Steph Curry scored 50 points. You know what's funny about that game is that uh, apparently Curry, usually reserved, gave this in fired up speech that they said he's going to build to his legend like this crazy speech about coming into Game 7 and their legacy and all this shit. And they, everyone went nuts. And then everyone on Golden State yesterday was terrible except for Curry. <laughs> That's why I love great speech, and then they're all awful. Clay Thompson's throwing it off the fucking backboard. I mean, Looney was good with rebounds, but that's it. Curry was the only one who played, and that was enough. They won. Good for them. Um, so this is two teams I wanted to fade: of Golden State and the Lakers. I really just starting to dislike them both, and I think I have to finally give in and realize these Lakers are going to the conference finals. At the very least, they're winning the series. I'm gonna give that out right now. Lakers plus 130 in the series, bomb, they're gonna beat Golden State. So I think Golden State wants to. They don't want to play anymore. But they're so fucking annoying, and they're they're both sides. Both sides are annoying. They're bad people on both sides. The opposite of Trump's quote. The worst thing Dylan Brooks did, and everyone hates Dylan Brooks. He's the villain, and I get it. I think he's fun as a villain for the quotes. It sucks that he didn't report to the media afterwards and he just left. And, but I get, you know, whatever, that's the punk move. And yeah, he's hateable and they they need a villain. But the worst thing I think Dylan Brooks did besides talking trash, not reporting to the media, all that stuff. I I don't care about all that. The worst thing he did was give LeBron James And obnoxious Laker fans, unlimited ammunition for their fucking corniness. LeBron is so corny, and there's nothing we can say to him because he's you know he's the best player, he's the king, and Dylan Brooks set up for a tee for him. Especially in the NBA, you you can't you can't talk shit about defense because in the NBA because they're going to have fouls, you're going to fly by. There's nothing you can't. No one can stop anybody. And LeBron, of course, they killed him. They won by 40. So he had that line. You said you wanted 40? You got 40, which you know LeBron didn't come up with himself. Someone gave it to him before the press conference. Then he tweeted out this thing. LeBron couldn't wait to tweet. He does these vague fucking tweets. He's so old, man. He's such a dad, which is great, but he tweeted out, unlike you, little, and some red emoji, I'm a grown-ass man. Big shoes to fill, grown-ass pants. Probably hustled with your pops. Go ask your parents. It's apparent you're staring at a legend. What are you writing? He's writing a fucking corny ball haiku. Who put a few little punks in their place before. Trying to eat without saying they grace before. What? I got to say that again. (laughs) Oh, my God. You are so ridiculous. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. Unlike you, little man, I'm a grown-ass man. Big shoes to fill, grown-ass pants. Probably hustle with your pops. You don't know his pops, LeBron. Go ask your parents. That's an old man thing to say. Go ask your parents. <laughs> what? <laughs> parents? To parent, you're staring at a legend. You put a few little punks in a place before, trying to eat without saying they I'll go home and get before. your fucking shine box. Oh, and people are like, go, "Go off, King!" I took the comments. "King, go off, King!" He's so fucking corny. <sighs> and now we have to face this for another two weeks. And I'll say the 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 Warriors are no more. I mean, they're they're just as annoying. Draymond Green, who he used to like now, but. Uh, he had some he's so ridiculous too. People he he's the best at like just like doing this shit and thinking we just forgot about how much he's detriment he is to a team. Kicks a fucking kicks a bonus, gets suspended, and come. yep, told you. This is what he said after they beat uh Sacramento. This is Draymond Green, Golden State. Stop trying to turn the page on us so fast. Stop trying to turn the page on Braun so fast. We get caught up in what's the next thing, and then we don't appreciate the current. That's great, Jerry Green. If anybody in the fucking world was trying to turn the page on you or LeBron James, this is all the media wants is is Lakers' Golden State. They're acting like this is a rivalry. You guys have never, you guys played in a playing game once, but that's the NBA. It's LeBron versus the Warriors. It's not even the Lakers. It's LeBron versus, who is trying to turn the page on LeBron and go and say, this, this, you are their moneymakers. You're the only ones people know. You think they were rooting for Sacramento, Memphis? I'm getting upset. I'm in a box. This is my man in a box shit. Uh, Erica Casa says, Le Brown- <laughs> LeBron sounds like an old man, frustrated some kid's never heard of Seinfeld. Go ask your parents. It's true. Go- YouTube it. Go YouTube that, son. Go ask your parents what I used to do for uh, in Cleveland one of those years. This is Draymond Green speaking to reporters. Then you get to the next thing, and looking back, like, I wish we still had this. I wish we could still see this. For me and our guys, we're going to appreciate that every step of the way. No one is looking past, no one, no reporter is trying to write a story <laughs> about Sabonis and Malik Monk. Trust me. Trust me. How can like people say that too? Trust me. No, I don't. I don't trust you. Anyone says, trust me. I don't trust. Um but yeah, no. We're, this is what we want. This, I mean, the documentary. You watching these highlights, even with like the Dylan Brooks and LeBron thing. It's like the, It's like this documentary is already being made. It's LeBron doc, and then the montage of him taken him to the hole, and the ledge, like. Ah, oh, it's disgusting. It really, I. Can't. I mean, whatever. It's going to be great. It'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be a fun TV show. And that's what the NBA wants. I got to skip ahead. This is going too slow already. Um, but we're going to give out. The game is tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. We'll give out Lakers plus four in that game. And we're going to take them in the series. As much as I hate it, especially living in L.A., these obnoxious Laker fans cannot believe. They can't believe. I mean, they can't comprehend that they won't go to the finals and win a the championship. They, they don't understand how fucking lucky they are. And I'm finally giving into it to get Memphis to not play the nuggets because they, because Minnesota couldn't score in that playing game for like 20 minutes. They should have lost that game. Then they would have been swept by the nuggets. not swept, but they would have lost the nuggets, but whatever it is, what it is. This is a TV show. Why fight it? That's what I realized with the NBA and, and the TV show. Like people are like, yeah, it's fixed. You know, blah blah. we well, can complain about it or you can just, or you could, uh, get the script and try to bitch. get the script leaked to you. M night Shyamalan style and fucking get it out there. So the script is in Lakers, Sacramento. It's going seven games. We're getting all of it. So we'll take the Lakers uh, plus one and LeBron. It's going to the conference finals. Uh, the other game is Knicks six and a half versus Miami tomorrow. Um, that's another one. But both these series, Lakers, Golden State, Knicks, Miami, the way it's set up, the way they script is set up is hilarious because the NBA, they usually make sure the best team wins. That's why it's best of seven. They hate upsets for that because they want their stars being out there. But they also, at the same time, have some of these be- they don't reseed because they want it to be bracket style because they think, hey, that's what they like, brackets. They like March Madness. Yeah, when there's 64 teams – not sixteen. No one wants a sixteen-team bracket. We're not trying to figure out the our favorite Halloween candy here. So the Knicks are playing Miami, and the Lakers are playing Golden State, and they're all five, six, seven, eight seeds. They're all playing each other, so they're all fortunate. Jimmy Butler is on a insane Jimmy Butler tear. He's the best. Jimmy Butler's, Jimmy Butler's one of those crazy dudes on the train that you just fucking. It's best to ignore. Don't engage. He screams shit. Yep, yeah, just let him be. After they beat the Sixers that year and he last year, and he goes running out in the hallway. he Goes, you took Tobias Harris over me. Tobias Harris over me. No, it's not really what happened, Jimmy. But we don't want to disrupt you. Okay, it was Ben Simmons that took over you. But you know, hey. Your facts are your facts. We're not getting in your whatever your reality is. Is your reality? So he hurt his ankle. They beat the Knicks yesterday. Thank God too, because I hate these Knicks fans just as much. The New York celebrities, my God, Ben Stiller and Pete Davidson on top of John Stewart's shoulders and Chris Rock. They're all good guys. They're all good celebrities, but like they, they the way they want them to be the Lakers so bad is so like they're not, they're just not relevant. So I need them. I need them personally to lose, but they're going to win game two because Jimmy Butler really rolled his ankle and the line six and a half, which kind of says they don't think he's going to play. If I was Miami, I just, just send him to, just get him out of New York, send him to Miami for the rest of the series. But if Jimmy Butler wants to fucking play, then Jimmy Butler wants to play. You can't stop him. That's another thing with the Sixers. I'm rocking my Sixers hat here. When they didn't sign Jimmy Butler and he went to Miami, and they're like, yeah, see, that's what you get, Philly. You deserve it. Jimmy Butler went to Miami. You let him go to Miami. You didn't, Philly didn't let him go anywhere. Jimmy Butler goes where he wants to go. You tell him not to go to Miami. He doesn't listen to anybody except for Mark Wahlberg, apparently. Everybody fucking humiliated the entire Minnesota team as a member of the Minnesota <laughs> Demanded a trade. Yeah, if he's going to Miami, that's it. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler decides to go to Miami. Hell, he can go there tonight. There's no stopping him. Guess he's not playing game two. Why? Because Butler said he was going to Miami. He had business to take care of. So That's fun. The NBA playoffs is basically what happens uh, <laughs> if who stays healthy. That's what you see with Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, who lost to Miami in five games in the first round with an amazing choke job, blowing fifteen point fourth quarter leads on the last couple of games? That's where you had the famous Giannis quote of "There is no failure in sports." <laughs> I'll save that for Man in the Box. to Be honest with you, I'll I'll lead up to that. But um okay. next minus six and a half because I have to go through these hockey. I mean, let me, let me give these hockey's out real quick. Uh, then I'll go to the man in the box about Giannis me do some NHL. I don't, I don't have a hockey. I still haven't had have a hockey song. I do. I do a golf swing and there's a sword. I think I did for it, um, but yeah, those are the two basketball bombs. Just to recap it. It's Denver minus four Philly plus 10 Lakers plus four Knicks minus six and a half. And a couple series bets. Those are four good bombs. Uh, hockey, we have a Game 7 tonight. Like I said, Game 7 hockey is usually pretty good. Devils, Rangers tonight. That's an obnoxious game of North Jersey and New York. Hockey fan. they're a pretty obnoxious group as well. Uh, take the under 5.5 there. I'll on that. I don't know who's going to win. They're all coin flips. But that rookie goalie, Schmidt, is pretty good. <laughs> um, yesterday, Boston lost. Game 7. At home to Florida, that's fun. The Presidents Cup, they're the best record, best record of all time in hockey. Then you knew guaranteed. We gave out Florida as a serious play. You just knew they were going to lose. That's just it happens every year. I will say they got hosed in Game Six. There was a play in Game Six where they scored to take the lead, and then now they have this replay. Replay is kind of ruined. The retroactive replay is ruining everything. And in hockey, you can see if that guy's toe was off sides. This one, it called a hand pass. Cause the guy was picking up his stick and his fucking finger, like grazed the puck. And then the other guy took the puck around. He didn't like pass. It he just, it just nipped it. And then they overturned. It, it was insane. Hand pass. Yeah. it's big glove touch. Whatever. It's hard, it's hard It's hard. to argue, get upset over anything hockey because everything is nonsense in hockey, the way the pucks bounce around and shit. It's just, you know, that's the way it is. But our dog system from round one, I'll give out these two plays real quick. That uh, went seven and one plus eight units. Just a quick update of it. What you do is game one, hockey so absurd. Here's the system. Hockey's so absurd. Teams rarely go up 2-0. It's always 1-1. It always splits 1-1. Usually, it went seven and one the first round. So now a new slate. What you do is you play the underdog at plus money. If it wins, great. You're done betting that series, or at least the first two games. And if it loses, you come right back and bet them game two and a plus money. You can get a profit. So we have Seattle Kraken. They're playing Dallas. They're at plus one forty four. We'll give out that bomb. And Florida Panthers. who beat Boston. They're plus one thirty four. Uh, God got a thing in my throat. They're playing Toronto. We'll give that out 134. There's no way Toronto is winning both games. Toronto can't believe they're in the second round. They've waited 19 years to get to the second round <laughs> and the Seattle Kraken. My God, they're hilarious. I love, I love it all the time. These fr- fr- uh, franchise expansion teams come in, in hockey and immediately dominate. It just shows you what ridiculous hockey is. But that's why I love it. I like how comical it is. Um, so yeah, we'll blast through that just because we want to get to. Uh, I want to get to Giannis, and the show is getting uh, a little long already. God damn it, fifty five minutes! I gotta cut these things down. But let me recap then: Seattle plus one forty four, bomb it. Florida plus one thirty four, bomb it. Rangers Devils tonight under five and a half, bomb it. That's three ice bombs and four hardwood bombs. That's seven bombs. A lot of bombs. Now let's lock it in. Man, the man in the box. Welcome to the man in the box. I just I caught myself yelling earlier today, today in the show. That's my man that's how the man in a box became organically. The first bottom line bomb episode, I was yelling about Mike Vrabel, I remember. And I was just yelling in this box. There's no one else in here. It's just me. I'm producing this show, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm so bad with the soundboard. And I'm like, I'm just screaming in a box. What am I doing? Why am I so angry about Mike Vrabel? And uh this is how I'm gonna die. I'm living and die in this fucking box, ranting. Shout out to Andy Rooney, the original Man in the Box. I said I picked up an Andy Rooney book when I was in Springfield, Missouri, for a dollar, very Andy Rooney-esque. And I was reading it. It's just old cl- shit from the 70s and 80s, and they're hilarious. But he was the original Man in the Box. If there's ever going to be one of those, like, SNL movies about the Man in the Box, that's me, which it's in the works. Andy Rooney will be that, like, spiritual dad of mine or mentor that I look up to, and he'll he'll do funny. His rants. People made fun of Andy. We made fun of Andy. It's funny when you make an Andy Rooney reference. I was talking about this earlier too, because people in my generation, we barely know Andy Rooney. And that's who I'm talking to. There's a, it's like a three year window. I'm looking at of people that know Andy Rooney and they only know the old Andy Rooney. I mean, it, I love Andy Rooney. He's like one of those guys who was always old. I have his eyebrows too. This is how, that's how in the box I am. With Andy Rooney. Um, so everyone made it's easy to make fun of Andy Rooney because he's a cranky old man complaining about buttons and shit. But like we caught him on his we really caught him on the on the back nine of his life and career. But he would do like cranky old shit in the seventies, eighties, and it was funny. He was a good writer. he's a good writer. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> if you an <wanted> Andy Rooney. <laughs> I think some Andy Rooney drops, or at least that fucking sixty minute talk. God. Then we were saying, how funny it would have been to be on sixty minutes. Nick Vaderat was saying this. Um <sighs> I need a cough button too. I don't even have a cough button here. You know, I have a thing on my throat. Um I probably do have a cough button. I just have to look for it. But like being on sixty minutes, like Leslie Stahl, where are you going, Leslie? Oh, I have to go to Afghanistan and cover this uh War, someone crossed the line and someone blew up in a landmine. I want to be on a minefield in Afghanistan covering the war. How about you, Andy? Oh, I'll be back here in the office. I'm writing a thing about socks. So, while you're over there, can you see what kind of socks the Afghanistan kids are wearing? Because I'm doing a thing about socks. Have fun in the war. He got a sweet gig is what I'm trying to say. Trying to stay in the box. All right. Let's get to Giannis. So that was the soundbite that changed the world. They lost the B- Milwaukee Bucks lost to the Miami Heat in five games. Not only were they the one seed, but they were the favorite to win the championship. And they choked. Granted, Giannis didn't even play in two of those games, and he was hurt in that first game. Um but they still choked because they blew fifteen point qu- fourth quarter leads in games five and four. And it was uh whatever. A failure, if you will. So during the press conference, that's what the reporter asked him, goes you call you think your season's a failure? And Giannis went on this whole thing that went viral about how there is no no failure in sports. Just steps towards success. You asked me this last year, and everyone jumped people people two sides with this. And it was funny. I mean, whatever. It was it had a nice intentions. It was a beautiful speech, but it also proved uh Yeah, Giannis, that's just what we tell kids when we say there's no failure in sports. There's failure in sports. That's why we keep score. There's wins. And there's losses. You know how we tell kids things like, you can be anything you want. We're lying. They can't be. And we tell them there's no failure in sports. It's just lessons for a future victory. We're lying. No, there's a failure. Ask your bookie if there's a, I told I <laughs> lost the bet. There's no failure. I just learned a lesson for the no one, right? So you don't need my money. Oh, you do need my money? There is a loss. And then people are ripping on the reporter, Mark Cuban. Oh my, fucking Mark Cuban is assholes. They love ripping on the media. This guy, this reporter who asked him that, and granted, I mean, and I'll give Giannis, I'll give Giannis some credit. He's obviously frustrated. The season just ended, so you know he's going to say things out of emotion and frustration. So I, I give him a pass. I don't even care that he said all that. Like whatever. Like people are going nuts about. It. Like, there is failure. That's always relax. Who gives a shit? But then they're saying that reporters are trying to do a gotcha. The reporters like report him his entire career and life. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're not a failure as a person. Jesus Christ! Is everything have to be spelled out like a child? No, but yes, you failed. It. Disappointment, you want to say that? But whatever. So this reporter's getting bad fight. So Mark Cuban's like, that's why these reporters are going to be replaced by ChatGPT. People love throwing ChatGPT around to dismiss people's jobs. Your reporter's going to be replaced by ChatGPT, which, by the way, just steals shit that were written by other reporters. That's what I say, too, with artists and music, too. I love that. What if there's a saw? Now they can just chat GPT, just replace musicians. Yeah. By stealing other musicians work. It's not like they're creating anything. That's cool too, though. We're going to have robot artists. That's, that's, that's good for life. <laughs> um, Oh, mafia. Good. Mafia will reunite. How about those leaves? We'll get into the, I, I talked about those leaves. They're going to split, of course, with Florida. Um, congratulations for Toronto being for making the second round for the first time in 19 years. What a an am- and for having Boston lose? What a, what a great day for Toronto fans. I'll ha- that was the only thing I was happy about, uh, Boston losing was for, for, I mean, happy about Toronto, whatever. Um, but yes, f- uh, <laughs> Anyway, where was I? Giannis and no failure. So, so now so now there's have to be think pieces about this. And people are like complaining like work, and like how we tell our kids and life lessons and like and a gas star tweet. Yes, this, yes, this times a thousand. No. No, times a thousand. And I'll give Giannis credit for this. He didn't bring up a salary. Usually when an athlete is frustrated, when he, he did have a even though it was wrong and misguided by saying there's no failure in sports because a thousand times there is, he did do a thoughtful response and took his time, even though he wanted to kill that reporter, who he's obviously friends with. Like, do you get a promotion every year? No, you don't. Right. Because that's unsustainable. Because I'm in a fucking horrible business. I'm in a newspaper reporting business. We're a failure. We're, our whole business is a failure. You make a $200 million. So I can't believe Giannis didn't bring up a salary because I... Uh, quite frankly, I would (laughs) have, you know, it's an asshole move. Once you do that and you're, and you're ruining a lot of relationships with your sponsors and your kids with the kids and all that. When you say I make $200 million, what do you make the right for the Milwaukee journal? Who's the failure? I'm a failure. I'm going to go home to a mansion full of Greek prostitutes. Now he's not, although it is funny too. Uh, Giannis is obviously European coming over from Greek. Coming over from Greek. What? How do I speak? How do I <laughs> Um, But they come over and they can't believe American culture, too. Like, what? what? Stop taking everything so seriously. I want to go have some wine and enjoy life. Why don't you people enjoy life? Because we're shooting each other, Giannis Jesus. You either win, you fail, or you shoot somebody. Shoot somebody. Anyway. Um, So that's pretty much my take on Yana. Uh, I don't mind what Yana said. It was kind of hilarious. But uh, that's something we tell kids. It's not something we tell adults. And we don't believe it. We don't believe that there's no such thing as a failure. Just steps to success. That's just something we tell kids until they learn the realities of life, and then hopefully we'll be dead by then. So, Michael Jordan failed every time. No, Michael Jordan didn't fail every time, but also, Michael Jordan never lost as the one seed to an eight seed by winning only one game. That never also happened. And if he ever did, he would come back and probably murder Jimmy Butler. That's what he. That's what Jordan would have done. I think in a game of gin rummy or something like that, or on a golf course. But he wouldn't let that sit. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, what uh, what time are we looking at here? Good God, an hour and five minutes. Man in a box, CJ Sullivan. What are you doing? They keep telling me to keep the show under 45, and I'm not even coming close to it. Why? Because my mind goes crazy, and I just bears off. Laughter from Mafia will reunite. Thank you for everyone. I gotta say, I gotta end the show. Thank you for everyone who joined us on YouTube. Make sure to like it and subscribe to the YouTube page of the Bottom Line Bombs. And if you're listening to the podcast, subscribe to that Spotify, iTunes, wherever the pods are told. You know how that. You know how that fucking thing works. Why do I? It took me a while. I didn't curse too much. Usually I curse out of nowhere. Like right there, I cursed out of nowhere for no reason, for point of emphasis. There's no need for it. Um, so yeah, subscribe, give five star reviews. I've been getting some not bad reviews. I've been getting good reviews. Um if you get if you write a good review, by the way, I'm gonna have a contest where I give out a uh, man in the box shirt to a lucky winner. I get comments on YouTube. See that's the thing with these men, I make these man in a box videos, these, to promote the show, and then I throw them out there on YouTube and TikTok and all that shit. You gotta do you know, you gotta play the game. Play the algo rhythm game. And try to get it out there, and which I hate, obviously, because that's I don't know how to edit and do things like younger people do because they're good at it. But you can't complain about it. You just gotta, you know, adapt or die, as I say. But what I can complain about is I hate that now I get comments. Pub- I don't care what the fucking what your public comments are. When God, one was about the kids on planes. Of course, I knew that I was gonna get some. Like it's always the childless and lecture. I love saying childless. Like it's a monk book or good god, the childless. Anyway, there's all kinds of comments on there. They're all negative, and they're like one. But one was funny. One goes, "If you're gonna if you're gonna talk about something on a podcast, you have to know what you're talking about. You don't." LOL. I I like when they LOL their own comments. But also, what you do? Who told you that? Who told you people have to know what they're talking about on a pod? Have you listened to a podcast before? That's not a requirement. But I wanted to comment back. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, and if you're going to comment on YouTube, you have to be helpful. That's like saying that. Well, who told you? What are you talking about? Or you have to get the joke, which they obviously don't either. But you can't. Once you get in that fucking world, that rabbit hole of engaging these maniacs on YouTube, I mean, people that come on YouTube. Well, I mean, go for it. Comment on YouTube. Whatever. I don't care. Do it. Don't do it. It doesn't matter. I'm just in the box. Uh, thank you for everyone joining me. That's going to be the show. Like I said, we're back Wednesday, noon Pacific. Every Monday, Wednesday, noon Pacific. We we're we going to have some winners and give out more uh, playoff bombs. That's going to be it. Thank you and goodbye. We need better songs on.